Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast. Jennifer and I recently had a chance to talk to Laura Modi, the CEO of Bobby, a formula company that uses European standards in creating their formula recipe for sale here in the United States. We were so impressed with her dedication to changing the conversation around feeding babies, however you choose to do it. And the Bobby philosophy is right in line with our Moms on Call mantra. The best decision is the one you make. We asked the Bobby team for the five most common questions they are asked about both their product and how to change the way feeding babies is talked about. This bonus episode of the Moms on Call podcast, sponsored by Bobby Infant Formula, is Bobby CEO Laura answering those questions. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the Moms on Call. They have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they're sharing their experiences as nurses, business owners, and moms with you, completely unfiltered. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. (laughs) Okay, Laura, so we've got, you know, like the five most common questions that you're seeing. And the first one that I have is, what does EU style formula even mean? And what is all the hype about European style formula? The reason why this question keeps coming in is because, as many of you know, one of the largest black markets of our generation is people turning to European formula. That essentially means that they are buying or purchasing, procuring powdered milk from across seas. So why are they doing it? Or sorry, what what is it about European formula that, that really stands out? There's two things. It's the ingredients and it's the recipe. European formulas often have higher quality ingredients, both in choice and then just their source. I'll use three as an example. The first is just where the milk comes from. Why is it that we are serving our babies conventional dairy? Shouldn't it be the best organic grass-fed milk? That's typically what you find in European formula. The second is that the carb choice, and carb is a very important nutrient found in breast milk and is required for formula, is, and it should be, 100% lactose. You rarely see a carb that's different in European formula. Here in the US, you can find 50% of formulas on shelves today still use corn syrup and corn syrup solids as their primary carb choice. And then third comes down to um, certain oil choices and what kind of oils they put in or they don't put in. Um, Palm oil is a very common um, oil that's used in infant formula here in the US, and it is left out of European infant formula. And palm oil can be a leading indicator to constipation. So you, you want to avoid anything that leads your baby to heavy constipation. Obviously, whatever goes in, you want to see come out very nicely. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> recipe wise, I'll just leave one note on the recipe. I think this is a really, really important one, which is DHA. Um, you know, the, the recipe for European formula, they have very, very tight standards for the minimum and maximum bar of what is expected expected. And the decision for that recipe is backed by science, like it should be. But what you see with European formula is that every few years, those standards evolve and they change because we continually learn something that's better. The last time the nutritional standards have changed for recipes here in, in the US was back in the 1980s. So, um, you know, you, you see a lot of parents who dig heavy into the research and they recognize that the standards are constantly evolving in Europe based on what we know. The trust for European formula is often higher. I love that this showcases at least a drop of Laura Modi, how brilliant you are. And I think we'll, it reminds me of the conversations that we had as Moms on Call and Bobby got to know each other for the first time. And we were exploring um, the ingredients in these things. And you and I had some, um, you know, of the most interesting discussions about amino acid chains. And I mean, I just know. the level <laughs> of detail in which you have, you know, identified what things need to be in this formula and procured those mm. things in a way that is both safe and, you know, honoring to the most recent research that we have. Um, it is astounding. So I'm so glad that we get to showcase that because it is impressive. Being a mom and obviously being the CEO of this company, it has become clear to me that our job is to is to do the hard work to put out the best product, but parents shouldn't have to do that. They should not have to question what's in it. They should not have to get down to the level of what nutrient levels are in here. As a parent, you should be able to look at a product and know wholeheartedly that it is being offered because it is the best for your child. And that we should never have to get into conversations on amino acid levels or hexane extracted versus water extracted. <laughs> you should Here know, is. <laughs> is it the right thing for your child? Um, but for those nerds who are listening very closely, we hope to give you all the details on this call. <laughs> all right, we'll go to the second question. Um, for people who want to start supplementing with formula, how should they start combo feeding? Like how do the two work together rather than against each other? This, this is a great question because it's also representing that there is fear in how to do it. And I would say the first thing we need to do is just remove the fear, pull off the bandaid. There's no, there's no right way to do it. You are going to have some babies who immediately be able to switch and they don't recognize the difference and they gulp down a bottle very easy, and then they switch back to breast milk. There's also a lot of fear that there's going to be what is referred to as nipple confusion. That is another separate podcast that we are not going to get into. But again, oh yeah, we could talk about that for days <laughs> <laughs> because like, we've just seen it. We've we've been able to identify the ways that babies learn through mm -hmm. both um, routine and association, and utilize those ways that they learn to avoid that common fear of nipple confusion. But yes, yeah, we could talk about that forever. So I love fear, it though. I fear. love how you're addressing that. 
um, the element of fear that's yeah. in this. It's it's removing the fear ultimately. And if you're trying it, and you know, some some advice we would often find ourselves giving is, you know, maybe maybe it's the form factor, maybe it's the actual product. Maybe it's the consistency and the bottom line is, is that to get the combo feeding right, you kind of need to go back and forth and find out what it is that will get your child to be able to go between breast milk and formula. Sometimes that is putting your breast milk into a bottle to be able to get them used to drinking from the same vessel, but two different types of substance. Um, the one, the one thing I would say with, you know, supplementing and introducing formula as your combo feeding is... Um, would advise against pushing and mixing formula with your breast milk. And one of the biggest reasons is if that your child doesn't want it. You do not want to dump that breast milk <laughs> that you have just pumped for and now mixed with formula. Um, but it's whatever works for you. And it's it's making sure that you continue to try multiple ways to see what works for you and your child. Mom's on call and our sponsor, Bobby Infant Formula. We are going to celebrate the feeding journey, no matter what that looks like for each individual family, but also to keep you from having to purchase black market infant formula. Yes, you heard that. It's a thing. The folks at Bobby, they have really worked hard to give you access to an infant formula that's modeled after EU nutritional guidelines while also meeting all FDA requirements for infant formula. If you'd like to try a box, they're offering a 25% discount when you use code MOMSONCALL25 at highbobby.com. So go take a look at that and let's see what good things we can do together. So the third question is what should parents be looking for in a formula label. Ooh, I love that. Mm. I like this thing because I'm going to flip this around and say what you should be asking that is not on a formula label is sometimes more ah. important. Oh, we're intrigued. <laughs> you know, when you pick up formula, two of them, and you put them side by side, you're going to squint and go, huh. This one looks just like this one. So why am I paying more for it? Or why can't I get access to it? Because the truth is most formulas do need to mimic breast milk and they can in many ways look very similar. But it's the details of what are those ingredients. And again, how much of them are in there that's most important. The one that is most important to ask in in my opinion, I know there will be all different versions of this, is, is DHA. DHA is the most important nutrient when it comes to your baby's cognitive and brain development. There has been increasingly new science to say that it's not just required, but it's required at a pretty substantial level for early development. And when you look at two formulas side by side here in the US, they are required to say if the product has DHA. They are not required to say how much is in it. The way to find out how much DHA is in that product is you have to call the number at the back of the can 
I know everyone's sitting there rolling their eyes. Why do I have to call the phone number? You have to call the phone number and you have to speak to an agent of the formula company and, and by asking, and they are obliged to tell you how much is in there, they will tell you how much DHA is in the formula. And it varies drastically. There is some formulas here in the US that use eight milligram per hundred kcal. And, and I, I say eight, we use 20 and 20 is the bar that's expected, the minimum bar that's expected in Europe. So the majority of formula here in the US, while they use DHA, they are not putting in enough that meets the minimum bar expected by scientists over in Europe. And I'll leave it at that. To me, that is one of the most important things that you don't just look for, you need to take action and you need to call and question. Thank you, European scientists. <laughs> you know, this is an important thing to, to highlight because no matter what you feed your child, and I feel obliged to say this, they will thrive. They will be wonderful. They will have the same chance as every other baby. The advice that I am giving here today is purely if you are scrutinizing and you are looking for every option and specific nutrients, but no matter what you feed your child, they will be great. Great. And I feel a responsibility to say that because we also shouldn't formula shame. Whatever formula choice is right for you is right for you. And that goes along with the podcast here at Moms on Call. What we always say is the best decision is the one you make. Here, here. So let's go on to the last, uh, no, the fourth question. Um, what are normal reactions to a new formula during the transition period? And how do I know if a formula is a good fit? This question um, often gets confused with when you are giving your child new formula. So what we often see, and I'll speak kind of on behalf of what our medical team often educates us on, is there's an assumption that introducing a new formula is the reason for change. And sometimes it's just going from breast milk to formula. When in actual fact, your baby has just gone from being three months old to four months old. And that baby and that changing um, baby is now just going to be pooping different colors naturally. Or as many of those new parents remember, they go days without pooping. So the, sometimes it's confusing. It's your child is just naturally developing and there is going to be periods that we all know where they're going to be pooping several times a day and then not pooping for several days. And it's trying to differentiate between, is this the formula or is this just my child uh, developing at a normal rate? The one thing to look out for, which is fairly common when you introduce either a new formula or choose formula for the first time, is um, just the level of spit up. And I say spit up, not projectile vomit, <laughs> spit up, which is very, very common. Sometimes it can look thicker. It can be more regular. And again, that will be very normal. It is your child just getting used to consuming something differently. And it's only when you feel like it's gone from spit up to vomiting, then maybe you should question your doctor. More than a handful, two to three times a day, then let's, you know, let's touch base. 
but a handful with every feeding is is perfectly normal. Yeah. And you're right, Laura. When you know when we introduce our change of formula, then there could be a few days of an adjustment period where maybe the spit up is a little bit different or a little bit more. Maybe they're a little bit fussy. But usually, if we just kind of stay the course for a few days, those little differences kind of even out and they they kind of get beyond that. You know, the, the second part of that was how do you know if it's a good fit? Is there such a thing as yes. a good fit? Well, I think a good fit is whatever goes in is coming out regular and it's coming out regular in a way that your baby is laughing and they're happy when they do it and just ensuring that your baby's comfortable. And I mean, honestly, you you have a child who doesn't talk. They're not going to tell you if they like it. So if they take it down and if it comes out, it's the right fit. <laughs> Keep it simple. I'd also like to say that I don't think that spit up ever felt so refined as when <laughs> you say it with your accent. <laughs> I, I agree. I it was gross until today. And now well, it just... <laughs> my my just clothing so would bad. beg otherwise because <laughs> pretty gross. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have the last question. Mm-hmm. What is the best way to tell your mother-in-law or your friends or your just your significant other that you're using formula? But probably even more importantly, and, and we've talked a little bit about, about this uh, in episodes, but how do you deal with the judgment mm-hmm. um, that might come when you do say, hey, I'm using formula and, you know, so how, what's the best way to kind of deal with that? This question, while it's not the most common one written into Bobby, we meet with new customers and new parents every week. We do roundtables. And what has been very interesting in those roundtables is that like the first 30 minutes, everyone's getting to know each other. And then by the second half of the meeting, everyone is so comfortable with each other. The questions start to open up. It's like, oh. My husband, I mean, how, you know, it was so hard to be able to tell him when I had to move and he didn't trust the move. And my mother-in-law would question me. And and again, this is not the case for everyone, but it is a very common thing that every mom goes through. They're lying there at two in the morning and they're saying, yep, I'm going to introduce formula. And the first thing I need to do is put on my list is how do I tell those closest to me that I'm going to make this move? If you are explaining you're losing, so just walk away. <laughs> you, don't need, <laughs> you don't need anyone else's permission. Approval, right? It makes me yes. think of our toddler, um, our toddler recommended phrases and will often say, like, put on the end, like, you'll be great at it. So even as you're talking about this question, I just think, you know, oh, we're doing formula and we're going to be great at it. Oh, like breastfeeding and we're great that. at it. <laughs> you know, like, and it just puts this like, oh, okay. Like they're already nodding like, oh, well, awesome. You know, so you just kind of put the spin on it right from the get go. One of my other phrases, Laura is one that, uh, and, and Jennifer is so great with words and she's always giving me these little tidbits, you know. But one one of her her best that that I use even with my children uh, is I'm sure you understand <laughs> that this is the best decision that we can make for our family. I'm sure you I understand because now I'm putting it on them. Mm-hmm. Now what are they going to be? You know, <laughs> you involve <laughs> so them. So many great ways. It. 
Yeah. But it just you comes back them. on you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's whatever phrase that you can say that makes you feel better about it too is, um, you know, is recommended, like get it in there. I'm a great decision maker. <laughs> I love that. I love it. Yeah. And Excellent. you know, it's, um, the, the other like kind of tack on that I would say to this is everything that we've talked about before, which is the best way for others to accept and the feeling of permission, but also support is for there to just be more storytelling and far yes. more storytelling that, you know, it might be best if the first time my husband is hearing about formula is not for me telling him at two in the morning, but maybe another dad friend who's already six months ahead in the journey is talking about it to him at an engagement or at a party beforehand. My wife, we, we collectively made the decision to move to formula. And, and I think if there's more opening up about the storytelling, then we will never have to be in a position where we're sitting across from someone having to say it. It should just be accepted. People may assume that dads are not talking about this, but they are. Oh, they, they really are. are. Shout out to the dads that are uh, here, that are really here. discussing this openly with each other in you know um, all kinds of settings. So what a what a great um, call to action. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Laura, this has been so much fun, and we are just so thankful for your campaign and just changing the conversation around feeding and. Uh, and just actually talking about it and getting it out there, telling our stories, right? The storytelling part. What is something that you want to leave our audience with today, Laura? Mm, thank you, Laura, Jennifer, for having me. This has been such a beautiful conversation. One that I don't think I would have thought I'd be having years ago. We're actually talking about formula and many ways to feed your babies. So the one takeaway I would give is I'm actually going to take a page from the Moms on Call book. Jennifer, your exact words were, I think we all need to be out there normalizing every feeding journey. And we can do it through more storytelling and help the silent majority see themselves in you very, very excited to see the change. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. Please visit momsoncall.com for more resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive this amazing parenting journey.